0: wonderful singing and let me just say what a joy it is again to be with you not only today but these last few years it has been a real pleasure to be your pastor and I am just overjoyed at uh, all your uh, encouragements and well wishes and uh, what a real blessing it has been for me personally and my family to be here with this great faith community family it has uh, really gone by quickly, and uh, believe it or not, I'm in my seventh year, and, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, this, this road that we've traveled has, has been full of great blessing and just wonderful joys, and I know they've also been challenging times. In fact, when I first came a few years ago, there was lots of transition and things happening, and it was a bit of a time of choppy waters, but, uh, you know, just... God worked in our lives, and uh, we had new things happening. Some new staff. We had some visioning for the future, and things really started to kind of percolate and move forward. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic hit. And I don't think anybody here had been through a pandemic, and just all that we've gone through, and the things that we've seen in our world. And uh, and then last year with the vote, and I know it is. Uh, Just lots of things that we have experienced together. And, you know, I'll always be connected to you, your heart, and this church family. For you have really blessed our lives. And it's just been a real joy for us to be here. Now, you know in the ministry, some of us pastors are kind of ordinary people. And normally what we say in times like this is uh, our aim is to make everybody happy. And probably when uh, I came, I made half of you happy. And maybe when I leave, I'm going to make the other half happy. So maybe we'll all today just smile and uh, love on each other and I truly want you to know that, that each of us are just deeply appreciative of all of you, every single one and uh, you know you always have those times together that uh, are challenging, but I I truly want you to know that we are just pilgrims like all of you. We love the Lord, we love family and we love the church and we have been journeying this way with you. Uh, trying to help others on uh, uh, the road of life and so I hope today that you find peace in your life and I know there's a bright future for all of us as we move forward and we endeavor to be those faithful followers that Jesus has called us to be. You know anytime you switch into the new year there's certainly Uh, you know, kind of a time, uh, a feeling that you want to make a difference. You want to kind of turn over a new leaf. You want to get a new calendar. You want to kind of step out there and get to a healthier place in life. And oftentimes we will see people going to Weight Watchers, right? We want to shed a few pounds. Uh, We want to do something to get ourselves in better shape. And so we'll start with LA Fitness or The YMCA or wherever those places are, we'll get a personal trainer, we'll try to build a healthy body, and you know, when you do that, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes intentionality. Uh, Or maybe if you're going to work on a relationship, maybe in your family, or maybe your spouse, you're going to look for role models and examples and mentors, other people out there that you can kind of turn to, maybe get a little guidance. Uh, You know, it was a lady one time that put an ad in the paper, Husband Wanted. And she had 200 responses, and all of them said, you can have mine. (laughs) So, you know, um, anytime you want to build, whether it's a successful career, uh, successful relationship, or get healthier, or do a better job at your faith life, it does take time. You have to be very purpose-driven. you got to get focused. And if you want contentment, If you want to experience real joy, if you want to experience what it says in scripture, that peace that surpasses all understanding, you need to turn to the words of Jesus. And in fact, you need to give your life to Jesus. And the Bible says here in this this text that Carolyn has shared with us here in Matthew seven, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock, You know, a relationship with Jesus Christ, I have found in my personal life, is, is really the key to having a fulfilled life, a satisfying life, a content life. And as you know, in this world, it's going to be full of tribulation. In fact, Jesus gave us those words, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome this world. And here in Matthew's Gospel, chapter seven, we find Jesus wrapping up the Sermon on the Mount. And I know many of you were with me. We were there in the Holy Land, up in that Galilean region. And we, you know, this might perhaps been the area where Jesus was delivering these words and and what potent words they are to us here in Matthew's Gospel, chapters five, six, and seven. And he wraps it up talking about these two individuals here, these two fellows building a house And you find here in the text, it really raises a question of what kind of foundation is their life being built upon? And as you read here in Matthew chapter 7 down 24, 28, 29, you look at these verses, you find some comparison and contrast going on. And you see that these are two people just like us. You know, both of them had the same vision. Both wanted to build a house. They both had a dream. They wanted a roof over their heads. They had longings and a future. They, they had desires, things that they wanted to accomplish. And both of these guys here are really in, in kind of uh, on par with each other in terms of their future. Both of them also, as you look here at the scripture, they listen to the truth. And this is a very important point because not only did both have the same vision, the same desires, Uh, you know, they both wanted to have a roof over their head. We also find out that they both evidently went to the same seminary or went to the same church. In fact, here it says that they heard these words of mine. So essentially both were in the same classroom with the same professor. And you can't get any better than this because this is the written word becoming the living word, Jesus Christ. So both were oriented to listening to the truth. Both were setting through the same services. Both were hearing the same words. Both were reading the same word. Both were bibliocentric. Both available to divine input. This is not here a case about one person having a love for the word of God and another having a complete disdain for it, completely dislike of it. We're talking about both availing themselves, perhaps week after week, availing themselves to the truth. And not only that, we have to also point out that both of these individuals faced the same storm. They lived in the same neighborhood. The, the description of the storm here is precisely the same in both cases, and it affected both people. Maybe one lived in Mason and the other Westchester or one in, uh, you know, Liberty Township or the other in Fairfield Township, but the same storm came into their lives. Both were subject to the same storm, which meant they were in reasonable proximity to one another. And isn't that a great truth because everybody here is affected by the storm. It may be a little bit different Uh, Maybe the snow uh, got a little higher in my area than your area, but you know, we all face the similar storms in life. There's all going to be these brokenness, these times of loss, these times of anguish and challenges that arise in all of our life, and it may be a little bit different for you than it is for me, but you know, the fact of it is that we're all going to get rained on. We're all going to have these problems, these difficulties from time to time that come into our life. Life isn't all sunshine. Let's make no mistake about that. It's not always exciting because life has tears for us. And we all share the same vision. We all want to be able to go out and buy a $5 carton of eggs. We all want to be able to, you know, struggle through like everyone else and have a nice home and a great family and good health and all of that. We share the same vision, and we all share uh, similar storms, however, in life, and we see that in this story, and Jesus pointing this out very subtly but very clearly in the life of these two people, but also notice the contrast here, definitely the contrast in the life of these two, and you notice, first of all, there's a difference here about these two people because Jesus calls one man wise and the other he calls foolish And think about it, this is talking about character. Maybe on the outside, you don't really notice any difference, but on the inside, Jesus said, there's a difference. And you know, in the Greek, the word here for foolish is where we get uh, this word moron from. And uh, wisdom in scripture, friends, is the ability to take truth and apply it to your life. And the fool in scripture isn't necessarily the person who lacks information, it's the person who has information and doesn't do anything about it. And Proverbs is full of all of this kind of challenge to us with great words of wisdom saying, you know, that there is the fool who hears but doesn't respond. And we all know folks like that. Maybe we would even acknowledge in our life, we have had those times where, well, I heard it was going to snow, but, you know, I didn't go get the ice melt, and I failed to go out and get the, uh, the snow shovel, but it sure came and dirtied all over us. And so these two men here were fundamentally different here in different ways in terms of their character. And even though they both had the same similar type of dream, they both had similar training, they both endured the storms, uh, on the outside they might have looked like Siamese twins. Maybe they were identical twins, but in description here given by Christ, they're very different and it's in their character. It's something inward. The second difference here that we find in 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 this story is not in the men themselves or even in the material they used, but notice here it is in the foundation on which they built their life, which they established their home. And the greatest difference here is the basis on which they operated. It, It says that the wise man built his house upon the rock and it says the foolish man built his house upon the sand. And while both had the same vision, the same dreams, the same longing, the same things they wanted to accomplish, they didn't have the same foundation. And their undergirding was different. The the pillars underneath were really dissimilar. And what's the difference between building on a foundation of rock or building on a foundation of sand. You know, anytime you build on the rock, it's gonna take more energy, it's gonna take maybe more money, more effort to drill down into the rock to establish your life on the rock. For on the sand, it's almost easy to do. There's little digging, perhaps. There's little effort. There's little cost comparing. But it says, you know, in Luke's gospel, chapter 6, that the wise man dug deep. And it costs to dig deep. It costs to drill down. It costs to establish yourself upon the rock. And maybe here this difference, the two men, is fundamentally rooted in the fact that the foolish man was building his life for show. The foolish man here was building his life for show. The one who built his house on the rock was building it to last. He was doing it the right way. He was not cutting any corners and he was making sure that it was well established. But the second man was not really concerned about how long his house was gonna be there. In fact, he just wanted to make sure for however long it was there that people could drive by and look at it. It was for public show. It was a spec house. It was for public persona and it was not for any kind of depth at all, evidently. Now, how many here have ever been over to Italy and maybe to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa? You know, I have not been there, but I've talked to some that have been there, and boy, they really enjoyed their time in many parts of that wonderful country there in Italy. Maybe going to Rome or the Vatican or all kinds of things uh, to see there. But I've had some people come back and say, Don't waste your time going to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And I'm like, why is that? And they said, well, there's really not much there. It's not that impressive of a structure. And in fact, when you go into Pisa, there's not a whole lot there. And so all you do is you go look at this small kind of building that's leaning over, and you watch all the vendors trying to sell replicas of the small building leaning over, and there's just not much there. Don't waste your time, energy, and money traveling there. But I'm told that the tower there is in Pisa. It gets its name there because Pisa is marshy. And that somehow this was built in kind of a muddy or marshy and not firm area. And 1 of an inch it was leaning about every year, just a little bit more, as it would just kind of tilt to the side. And the only thing the leaning tower of Pisa is good for, somebody said, is tourism. It's just good for tourists. Uh, And all it is is for show, for people who want to come by and look at it. And let me just say to you, if your life is built like that, just for show, if your life, your family, your home is not on the right foundation, it simply becomes a tourist attraction. People coming by on Facebook or wherever it is, gawking and looking and rubbernecking, what's going on here? Both of these guys also, notice here, experienced different results. Both experienced different results. The biggest contrast to them all is the results because it says one house stood and the other fell. And this is not a case where a couple of shingles blew off or a piece of siding started uh, coming unglued. This is a total collapse This one house was completely destroyed, or as Carolyn read in that version, it crashed to the ground, a big crash and burn. And you know, if you were to drive by both homes, you wouldn't really discover any kind of difference initially. You've probably gone out, and you've looked at homes, and you have looked all around. This is pretty similar to this other house, but then you get the house inspector in here, and they say, oh, there's cracks in the foundation. There's problems over here. There's difficulties over here, and you know the only time you would discover maybe there was a difference is when the storm comes. The storm reveals, doesn't it, the nature of your foundation, and as long as the sun is shining as long as the blue sky is out. You don't think much about it, but once the storm comes, it has a way of letting you know just how firm your foundation is. And in both cases, notice the rain fell, the floods became uh, rushing, uh, and the wind started to blow. And whenever you have the rain, the flood, whenever you have the hurricane force winds, you've got a bona fide storm. I wish the Christian life was really like a lot of people talk about, this prosperity gospel, and once you become a Christian, it's all rosy and sunshine. But the fact is, as you know, we all live in a broken world. We're all going to have problems. There's all going to be challenges. We're all going to get rained on. Make no mistake about it. Nature was uh, really it has a way of unleashing all of that upon our life. But we find the one person established his life upon the rock, a foundation, and the other person didn't. Our foundation must be formed also before the storm comes. You know, every house is going to be tested. And the difference is not necessarily in the weather, the precipitation, or the direction of the wind per se, but it's the foundation upon which your house is resting. And I've seen many people through the years that are suddenly thrust into the midst of chaos in their life, they're experiencing storms. Well, I had no idea it was gonna snow six, eight inches today, and, or whatever it is, but you know what? They come to the church suddenly wanting to be in sanctuary. They come to the church wanting it all to go away. They come and all of a sudden want this religiosity in our house, and it's like it doesn't work necessarily that way, it's not that easy. For now is the time to build upon the rock when things are tranquil. Have you ever tried to go, you know, just before the storm, maybe you've been at work and the storm is coming, you couldn't get to the store and all of a sudden you go and the milk and bread, everything's wiped out, you're too late. Or the folks there in Hurricane Path, they've waited too late and now they've it over to Menards, they've gone, the generators are gone. Well, my heavens, where, where all the plywood, I can't board anything up. They waited too long. And part of the point here in this story is now before the storm comes, now before the winds blow, now before the hurricane, the gale force storm heads your way, now is the time to get right with God. Now is the time to build your life upon truth. Now is the time to to build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. You know, there's a time coming in our life where we're going to be warned. One of these days you're gonna be tested. One of these days there's gonna be challenges out of the blue and Jesus gives us a warning here. You know, when those warning lights go off, it's time to do something about it. You're driving and all of a sudden your dashboard lights up and you realize, oh, I better, I better stop into the gas station or it's time to change the oil. Or it's time to inflate those tires, whatever it might be. You know, there's warnings there. Some time ago, I started hearing this chirping going on at my home. and I thought, is there a bird in the house? What, what is that? And come to find out, it is the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the smoke detector. Forgot to change the battery. It's letting me know, you better get that changed right now because there could be something come up. And you want to have a warning, you want to get out of the house. You know, when it, 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 many false alarms out there in our life, to be sure, you probably heard all kinds of false alarms. The sky's falling, the world's going to fall apart, all of those kinds of things. And, you know, Back in the day, I was working in what they called Lazarus Department Store as a college kid, and I was a merchandise clerk and uh, you know I worked there a little bit here and there in between class and all of a sudden one day as I was there, the fire alarm started going off. We all left the building. Got back in the building, fire alarm went off. And all of a sudden we went through this period of sometimes several weeks and days where the fire alarm would go off and people didn't know whether to evacuate or just keep on working. It was just kind of one of those things, you know. You're like, well, this is another warning, but let's just go about our business here. And, you know, so often in life, that's what's happening. There's so many things preoccupying all of our time. There's so many things to be busy about. There's so many things to do, things to tend to. But one of these days, the storm is going to come. The waves are going to beat up against your life. The winds are going to blow. And how important it is that you have a relationship With Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to join me in a moment of prayer and just to be here kind of in a moment of thinking about where you're at in your relationship with God today maybe some of you feel like you're starting to lean maybe some of you realize you're not really where you need to be with god but you know this is a time as uh, we come to this closing song that you can respond to the call of god upon your life so join me in prayer holy god we just thank you for these wonderful moments of worship and how you bless our lives and for these warnings that we hear that we need you in our life So Lord, we turn to you today. We pray that your peace truly that passes all understanding will come into the lives and hearts of your people, that people would call upon you and that Lord, they would stand firm upon your word. So bless us here, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.